Bibles to Romans chapter 12, I want to dismiss our children who are sixth grade and under for our kids' crew worship time. They'll head upstairs and join our leadership in our kids' crew room. For the fifth week in a row now, we're going to be studying two verses in Scripture, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And as we've been working our way through this text, we are, we're going literally phrase by phrase, word by word almost even, in a, in a deep dive, a systematic study of, the, of, of what is being taught here. And this morning, we're going to focus particularly on the idea of transformation that happens by the renewal of our minds. Now think about it. We love stories of transformation, don't we? Think about your favorite movies or your favorite books that you've read, your favorite stories, perhaps your favorite TV shows, the things that you like to watch. The common denominator, I'm I'm willing to bet, in in many if not all of those things is the idea of some form of transformation transformation. We love a story of transformation. We love to watch a, a character develop over time. We, we love to watch what happens in, the, in, in someone's life as they, as they go from, let's just say, from uh, the, the bottom to the top, or even at times from the top to the bottom, right? It, it, we, we love watching those stories and, and rehashing those. It's a, part of, it's a part of our cultural DNA of sorts. And what we have here is this, this word encouraging us. I'll even use a stronger word, the, uh, the word that we don't use a lot, edifying us, which is to be built up. This is what it means to be edified. It, we're being built up here through this encouragement that we, would, that we would be transformed through the renewing of our minds. And I want us to think deeply on that. But so that we consider it in its full context as we're studying through these verses, let's read together Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And consider what it means to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we, we want to understand what it means for us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I read to you earlier during the, the welcome time, and, and, and we always have a time of prayer and focus there. I read to you from Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, Paul writes just a little earlier in this very same letter to the Romans about setting our minds on the spirit, not on the flesh. The mind that is set on flesh he says is death, but the mind that is set on the spirit is life and peace. He goes on even after that to say that if we set our minds on the flesh, we cannot please God because the mind on the, set on the flesh cannot please God. And yet when we set our minds on the spirit and we live by the spirit, then we find the favor of God at work washing over us and, and, and working in our lives. We want to set our minds on the spirit and elsewhere in Paul's letters, he writes about this. This is a common theme in the work of Paul, the idea of setting your mind on the Spirit or being transformed by the work of the Spirit as you fix your mind on Him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, Paul writes that we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. We take every thought 
captive, he writes, that we might obey Christ. That's how we set our minds on him. We take, thought our, or take captive our thoughts. We, we fix our minds on him, even, even when we have to do so in, in, in that way, that, we, that literally it's a matter of discipline, a matter of hard work, taking captive those thoughts. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And so, so we're to walk by the Spirit. We're to take captive the thoughts. We're to set our minds on God. We're to focus on the work of the Spirit and walk by the Spirit. All of this will come together for us as we, as we dig in and, and, and study this. So three different points you can see in your sermon notes. Three different points that I want to make this morning about what it means for us to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. That word transformed, coincidentally, in the Greek language is where we get our word metamorphosis. You think of the word metamorphosis. In fact, metamorphosis itself in English is is just a transliteration of the Greek word. So the word is metamorphosis. That's the Greek word that's used there. And and that word obviously means a a transformation, right? When we think about a transformation, when we think of a metamorphosis, we think of some kind of of a big change that takes place. Well, that's exactly what is being talked about here. It's a big change that takes place in us. How? Through the renewal of our minds, because we're told to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So really the focus for us is going to be on the renewal of the mind. If we're going to see the transformation, the metamorphosis take place in our lives, it's going to happen as our minds are renewed. So I want us to see three different ways that we, that we are to live by renewing our minds, to have a renewed mind and what that produces in us when we walk by the Spirit. And so the first thing that we see is that a renewed mind itself is the work of the Holy Spirit. The very very call here, the very instruction that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds it, it, it comes loaded with this implicit understanding that that can't happen unless we are walking in the Spirit, unless we are living according to the Spirit. Now, again, we're reading this from Romans chapter 12, but Romans chapter 8, a few verses earlier, where we've, where we've read about that and, and, and considered that already, makes this very explicit. The, the, the process of transformation that takes place comes through the work of the Spirit, fixing our mind on the Holy Spirit. Well, renewed mind itself is the work of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Paul writes that we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, So he's talking about how we are all being transformed into the image of Christ. We're being made more and more like Jesus. And then he says this, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. That transformation that takes place comes through the work of the Holy Spirit. In Titus chapter 3 verse 5, he writes, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. This is, as I've said already, a consistent theme in the work and the writing of Paul, that we are to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that renewal is a work of the Holy Spirit. A renewed mind is a work of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean for us? It means, first of all, that you and I are powerless to do this on our own. 
We are powerless to have the kind of renewal of the mind which will lead to transformation in and of our own strength. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. That means it's also a product of salvation because none of us receives the Holy Spirit until we have surrendered our lives to Jesus and called on him as Lord and Savior. And so at the moment of surrender, we receive the Holy Spirit, Paul writes about in Ephesians chapter one, as the guarantee, as the the down payment, the deposit that is made, guaranteeing our salvation. So the Holy Spirit is given to us by God himself in order to seal us as his own for salvation, but then also to lead us in our Christian life. And so as we have the Holy Spirit guiding us, leading us, working on us, literally from the inside out, our minds are renewed. We are transformed. We are made new through the work of the Holy Spirit. So anyone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit can't accomplish what Paul is writing about. It's not something that you can do on your own. It's not something that you just try harder. You work a little bit more. You figure out the perfect strategy. You develop the perfect life action formula, and you're going to have the kind of mind renewal here that leads to transformation. There are a lot of things that we can set our minds to in this world. There are a lot of things that we can consciously work on and discipline ourselves to, but Becoming more and more like Christ is not one of them. It's not something that you can do on your own strength and your own power. It only comes through the work of the Holy Spirit in you, which means it's tied to our salvation. It's a, it's a part of that process of sanctification that we've talked about. Sanctification is a big word, meaning that we're made more and more like Jesus, that we are, that we are refined in our righteousness, that we become more and more holy the way that Jesus was holy. Well, we're to do that. It even said in verse 1, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. We discussed that when we studied those words and those phrases a few weeks ago, that as we surrender our lives to him, we are sanctified in his truth. We are made more like Christ as we surrender our lives to him. Well, what happens when we do that? We surrender ourselves to, to God. We submit ourselves to his authority as the Holy Spirit goes to work in us renewing our minds, transforming us from the inside out. This is not a mindless emotionalism. This is, this is a, 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 a willful commitment on our part to live according to the way of Christ, to discipline ourselves, to devote ourselves, to follow after him, that we might be renewed by the work of the Holy Spirit. So a renewed mind is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's It's a product of our salvation and the process of sanctification in our lives. Secondly, we see that a renewed mind produces noticeable change. A renewed mind produces noticeable change. In other words, when God is working on you from the inside out, when you are being transformed, there is a a change that takes place in you, and it ought to be noticeable. If you've been walking with Jesus for any time now, you ought to be more like him than you used to be. You ought to be more like him than you once were. That doesn't doesn't mean that we ever reach the point of perfection. This side of heaven, we will never be perfect. We will always wrestle against the flesh. We will always struggle against the desires that would lead us down a path towards sin. But by God's grace, by God's grace, we are being renewed. We are being transformed through the work of his Holy Spirit, through the renewal of our minds to be more and more like Jesus. And so over time, there ought to be noticeable change in your life. 
when you think about your life, when you think particularly about your Christian walk or your, your own personal transformation, do you, do you find evidence of that transformation in you? I'm willing to submit to you that if there's not been any transformation, if, if there are no visible signs of change in your life, then I think that you really have to do some serious soul searching about have you really surrendered your life to Jesus? Have you really trusted him and called on him as Lord and Savior? I think that's a question that you have to ask yourself. It's, it's one that you have to be honest enough to admit. Is there, is there any noticeable change in my life that's a product of my faith, the faith that I confess or that I profess? A renewed mind, that work of the Holy Spirit, that transformation that works its way from the inside out ought to produce noticeable change. Now, that doesn't mean that our spiritual life is, is always trending upward in just, a, in, in just this linear progression, right? In my own life, and I, and I know this would be true in your life as well, it's a, it's, if, if you were to chart out our spiritual development somehow, if you could see it uh, mapped out or, or, or laid out in some kind of a, a progressive fashion, it's, it's going to look a lot like the, the old proverbial two steps forward and one step back, or maybe sometimes it even feels like one step forward and two or three steps back, right? I mean, it's, it's ups and downs, it's peaks and valleys, it's, it, it, it's growth, but then it's also going, sometimes we're growing backwards, it seems like we're, we're regressing. It, it, it's not a, a clear, clean, constant upward trend in our lives that I'm always a little more like Jesus because, as I've said already, we wrestle against sin. There's the desires within us that, that would give birth to sin, the New Testament tells us. And so we've got to wrestle against that. We've got to fight against that. We've got to commit ourselves to walk in the Spirit, to obey the work of the Spirit, that we might be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And yet, still, in spite of that, there ought to be, there ought to be noticeable change in our lives over time as we walk in step with the work of the Spirit. That transformation happens over time. What we want is instant and permanent change, right? What we want is to pray a prayer, to come to a service like this and have an, an emotional moment of commitment and we say, Lord, I'm yours, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, take it all. We wanna pray that prayer, we wanna sing that song, we wanna make that declaration and we want the change to be instantaneous and to be permanent. And the truth is that's not how it works. That's not how it works. The transformation that takes place in us is the product of a lot of, a lot of toil, a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, it seems, as we commit ourselves to the Lord and we grow. And sometimes that, that process of growth is painful. Sometimes that process of growth means that we need to be pruned. We need to be refined. We need to be we need to be disciplined in some way. Even though we don't like that, God will work in us and work on us over time. And yet, the end result is noticeable change. Is there noticeable change in your life? And as tempting as it may be to automatically answer that question with yes, what if we, what if we phrase it this way? Would the people closest to you, your, your spouse, your immediate family, your closest friends, would they say that there's a noticeable change in your life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. 
when we walk in step with him, when our minds are renewed and we are transformed, it produces noticeable change. The third thing that we see is that a renewed mind alters your priorities. A renewed mind alters your priorities. That's really where he turns in the remainder of Romans chapter 12. And I'd like to spend a little bit of time this morning digging into the rest of Romans chapter 12 together as we see that what, what he shows us is that this, this, this change in our priorities, this reordering, if I can say it that way, of our priorities that takes place is, is the work of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, making us new, transforming us from the inside out. And so the first thing that we see or the first way that we see that our, our priorities are altered through the work of the Spirit from the inside out is that we, we're driven to serve. That we, we place a greater priority on, on service, on serving others. Look at Romans chapter 12 and let's begin reading in verse 3 and let's read to verse 8. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we are many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. He's describing spiritual gifts here, you see? And, and what he's saying is that we have been given spiritual gifts as a work of the Holy Spirit and that we're to use these gifts, these spiritual gifts, these works of the Holy Spirit in our life to serve the body, to serve one another. These gifts of grace, as he refers to them. The grace, of course, is the grace that, that is ours through faith in Jesus. And as we trust in Christ by grace, and as we receive the Holy Spirit, we're to take the gifting of the Holy Spirit and use it to serve one another. And so a renewed mind alters our priorities so that we desire to use our gifts to serve one another. A Christian ought to use their gifts to serve the body, to serve the local church in some way. And, and those gifts that are a, a work of the Holy Spirit, those gifts that we've been given, they're not intended to be... To, to be uh, cataloged away in such a way that we, that we understand what the gifts are and we kind of file that away, meant, okay, I'm gifted in this way, and then we do nothing with it. It's, it's not intended to be something that, uh, that, that is there for show. The gifts are the work of the Holy Spirit, and they're to build the body. They're to, they're to build the church to serve one another. So a renewed mind alters our priorities. It, it gives us a priority to serve others to use our spiritual gifts. Not only that, a renewed mind alters our priorities in that it produces steadfastness, steadiness in us. Keep reading in verse 9 and, and read verses 9 through 13 and, and, and listen as we read these verses. The, the idea of steadiness or steadfastness that we see in the midst of 
what Paul writes. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Every one of these things that he's writing about in these, in, in these verses, 9 through 13, are a product of the, the steadfast nature of God at work in us. In the same way that we understand that God himself is steady, that he is steadfast, that he is unchanging, that he is constant, that he is consistent, we are to be steadfast in the way that we serve, in the way that we love, in the way that we hold to what is good, in the way that we have brotherly affection and serve one another, in the way that we work hard, that we're fervent in spirit, in the way that we rejoice, in the way that we endure tribulation through prayer, the way that we contribute to the needs of others and show hospitality. We're to be steadfast, steady, consistent in each of those things. And that's a work of God's Holy Spirit transforming us, renewing our minds, altering our priorities so that now we no longer put ourselves first. It's not about me. It's not about what others can do for me. It's not about what the church can do for me. It's not about what you might do to serve me. It's about what I can do for you, how I can serve you, how I can build the body with my gifts, how I can give away myself, my giftedness, my, my, my money, my, my resources, everything that the Lord has given me. How can I use those to build his kingdom, advance the the gospel. A renewed mind alters your priorities so that the things of God get first place. And we strive to live for him, not for ourselves. And there's a steadfastness, a steadiness, a consistency in that. Third, we also see in verse 14 through 21 in Romans 12, that we're, that we're to reorder our priorities or alter our priorities so that we would suffer well. So as the Holy Spirit transforms us through the renewal of our minds, we are to serve others, we are to be steadfast, and we are to suffer well. We're to endure hardship and even pain well for the sake of the gospel. Read in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty. That might be a word that we might use there as arrogant, right? Do not be haughty or arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, Live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it's written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you will keep burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The way that we that we do this, the way that we suffer well for the sake of the gospel, the way that we endure hardship and insult and persecution and pain is through the transformation that takes place 
by the work of the Holy Spirit as our minds are renewed so that we are changed from the inside out. You can't do that on your own. That's not natural to you. It's not natural to you to bless your enemies, to bless those who curse you. It's not, it doesn't come naturally to us. But by the work of the Holy Spirit, as we are being transformed from the inside out, as we are being renewed in our minds, the Spirit changes us. There's noticeable change. There's a difference in us. Our priorities are altered. The way we think, the way we respond, the way we react is changed by God's Holy Spirit at work in us. So a renewed mind alters your priorities so that you'll serve with your spiritual gifts. You'll be steadfast. You'll suffer well, even in light of persecution. We are to be transformed. there's anything that you need to hear as we, as, as we kind of run down this list of things that happens, I want to go back to what I said in the very beginning. Because this, I think, is the key. If you take anything away from the message today, you need to take this away. This does not happen. What is more, this cannot happen in your own strength. This is not This is not a message about how you need to just try harder and you need to be better. This is a message about how you need to give up and you need to surrender so that the Holy Spirit might transform you from the inside. This is a message about how you need to be renewed from the inside out through the work of God's Holy Spirit as you are surrendered to him, as you are walking in submission to his authority in your life. That we would be made new as he works in us. In a moment, we're gonna have a time of response, a time of invitation. And in our invitation today, in our time of response, there's gonna be the opportunity for you to, to commit to being transformed, to being renewed by the work of the Holy Spirit, renewed in your mind that you might be transformed, to be changed literally from the inside out through the work of God's Holy Spirit. And if you wanna... Commit today to walk in step with the Spirit, to follow after Him. I would encourage you, you would use this time of invitation to say to the Lord in prayer, Lord, I want to devote all that I am to you. I, I, and, and, and understand this, is it's not going to happen instantaneously, and it's not going to be permanent what happens today in the sense that you pray the prayer once, and you walk out of here, and you never struggle, and, and it's just... Uh, it, it's just all glory from this point on. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be work. It's going to take commitment and discipline. It's going to require that you constantly are being renewed through the work of the Spirit. That's actually in the active voice even in the language. So it means literally continue, continue to be renewed. But if you're ready today to commit your life to Him and commit your way to Him and to be transformed to the renewal of your mind, I want to encourage you that you would respond to the Lord today during this time of invitation. Maybe you're here and you know that the first step in that process for you is you need to surrender your life to Jesus. There's never been that moment when you've called on him by faith. There's never been that moment when you received the Holy Spirit by surrendering your life to Jesus. Then I would encourage you that you would make today the day of your commitment. That today would be the day that you call out to him, that you pray, God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. 
admit that I have sinned against you, but I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that you have power to forgive me. Even now, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. If you would be willing to call on him today as Savior and Lord, you will receive his Holy Spirit as a guarantee, as a deposit guaranteeing your salvation. You will receive the Spirit which then can empower you to walk in the way of Christ, to be sanctified, to be transformed as your mind is renewed. I hope today that you will commit to being transformed as the Holy Spirit renews your mind. Would you pray with me? Lord, we do want to commit to you in this moment. We want to submit ourselves to your divine authority. We want to surrender our lives to you that we might receive your power, your strength through the work of your spirit to transform us from the inside out as our minds are renewed. We understand, God, that the renewal of the mind is your work. It's not something we can do on our own. It's something that you do in us through the work of your spirit. We recognize that a renewed mind produces noticeable change. And so we pray, God, you would work on us, that there would be that kind of change that would be noticeable, that would be obvious. We recognize that a renewed mind will alter our priorities. And so, Lord, change what we desire. Change our desires. Reorder our priorities that we want and seek after your kingdom, the things that are of you, service, steadfastness, suffering well in light of hardship and persecution. Lord, we want to honor you. We pray even now, Holy Spirit, that you would be at work in our midst. And it's in your name we pray.